0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to today's episode of Midweek Mind Candy. Thanks for taking time out of your day to sit back relax with us. And we hope get inspired. We hope you get intrigued in a place that you begin to see how the words that we talk about play out in your life. How do you model them? How do you burden? them? How do you manage them? And how do they become part of the legacy that you left behind? My name is Stacey Johnston. Honored to be here with you. And am equally honored, as always, to sit alongside my co-host, Cassie Collins. Cass, how are you today?
1: I am doing wonderful.
0: I'm looking forward to these conversations. They are
1: very intriguing to me. It's always interesting to get people's take and opinions on different words.
0: Mm. I like that. So <clears throat> I got asked an interesting question this week. I was talking to somebody about the, these podcasts that we do and these conversations we have on Wednesdays, and they said, "Why do you do that? I mean, why do you take your time out of your day to do that? What makes it?" And it really kind of gave me a moment to think about why I do. And I think it's critical that we learn as a society how to have these conversations, so we really understand how to communicate with each other and stop that instantaneous perception of the way things are, and really take the time to get to know and understand each other. How about you? What's your why? Why do you do it? I
1: think that one of the major things lacking in society right now is communication, right? Um, But it is full of assumptions. And being able to really deep dive into these words and gather other opinions, other interpretations, other definitions, really just helps the communication. It really helps you be able to learn and understand and be able to see from a different perspective.
0: Okay, I appreciate that. How does it enhance your homeschooling? Okay, so we're going to go on with this conversation. And we've had a, a moment she needs to take a step, so I'm going to bring our guest in today. We are honored to have a lady coming back to join us today. Um, she was blessed with her presence on our Uncaped Heroes podcast, shared the most wonderful information, and shines the most wonderful light. So we are excited to bring her back into this conversation today and talk to her. So ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Joanne Kaminsky, how are you today?
2: I'm fabulous. Thank you for having me. Oh,
0: you're welcome. We're glad you came back. So today, we're going to talk about the word obstacle. Hmm. So when you hear I'm the wrong. word obstacle, Joanne, what's your definition? How do you lay that word out?
2: Well, I, have a, I definitely have a love-hate relationship with that word. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when things come uh, across to us, um, an obstacle is something that gets in your way, right? And you have to find your way around it. That And I do enjoy finding my way around obstacles. But obviously, when obstacles come in my way, that isn't always your first response. When you hear that there's an obstacle, right? I know that there's always a way around, I just got to figure it out and I have to take the time to be able to do that. And I always love the end result.
0: Mm. All right, well, you know what, I, I, I agree with you. I think that obstacles are you know, when I was a little girl in Bible school, I learned a song called "So Wide You Can't." Right? So high you can't get over it. So low you can't get under it. So wide you can't mm-hmm. get around it. You got to go into the door.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that song, that concept, is stuck in my brain for so long. And when I see things like obstacle, like you, I think that's a, a thing that you got to get around, right? But they mm-hmm. are, they are an opportunity to learn and grow versus a problem. Depending on how you see them,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? I think you can see an obstacle. Oh man, there's a thing right there, and I can't get around it. I can't get over it. I don't. I don't think I have the time or the strength or the knowledge. And so we let those obstacles become roadblocks, and we just venture and do something new. And so many times mm-hmm. it, it veers off our path. And if we can see that obstacle instead as a challenge, right? That's what the obstacle course is, right? The challenge. See who can get mm-hmm. through the obstacle course first successfully. But we don't put the concept of an obstacle course into our life. We see them as roadblocks and barriers instead of just a new journey. So yeah, I, like, I definitely like see them an, as
2: opportunities.
0: Yeah. I, like you have a love-hate relationship with them, but I really like looking at them as an opportunity like, okay, now what are we going to do from this, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think it depends on how you approach it with your brain. If you say, oh, wow, how am I going to do that? Then you already give yourself a 50-50 shot because you already doubt your ability to get it done. But if you look at it and go, mm-hmm. won't well, this be fun? Right. Look at all the ways we can find to come around that. And then I think your brain perceives it as a challenge versus a, a setback. And so it yeah. releases different things, right, different thought process altogether. Mm-hmm. So, Cass, I see you jumped back in and been able to join us. How about you? When you see the word, hear the word obstacle, what's your thought?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Right now technology is being an obstacle. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but so when i when i hear the word obstacle my first thought is you just got to find a different way
2: Mm
1: -hmm. right it's not a stopping point it is your opportunity to prove to yourself how high you can jump
0: I like that.
2: That's where the excitement comes in, isn't it? Because yeah, there there's this great joy that you find on the other end of an obstacle, and if we can think about that great joy versus focusing on that tough thing, uh, I think that's where where our life can just really open on up into all of the the different things that are possible. Just just today, I, I came across an obstacle. I was I was editing a video uh, for for my podcast and. Uh, my, my outro and my intro I saved into this wonderful folder thinking this was going to be a faster process. It would not open when I went into the editing process. I was like, oh. Oh, you got to be kidding me. And I tried everything I thought I knew. And then finally I'm like, you know what? I am going to download my outro and my intro and I'm going to upload it into the folder I want. And it was like, boom, there it was. It, it seemed like such an oh, easy yeah. fix that I couldn't see at first, but I got to tell you the joy that I experienced. Like, Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> even those little obstacles, right? They're not even big obstacles. It's just a little one that is, like, enough to just kind of, like, you know, mess with you and, and take up some of your time. But it's, there's so much joy, I feel like, sometimes at the other end of the obstacle when it's solved, when it's done.
0: Mm, I agree.
2: So let me ask you
0: this. How different, when you're looking at the, at the, at the word obstacle and the concept of obstacle, and both of you, in your life's work both with children and with adults, right? I know you work with adults um, in teaching them how to teach, but you also work with children. Cassie, you work mm-hmm. with adults in your, in your coaching program, but you also raise and homeschool small kids, right? I work with teens or, and adults at all. And as you do this and you're talking about these obstacles, what's the difference in an adult looking at an obstacle versus a kid looking at an obstacle?
2: What's the separation in that process? process. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think I think that as an adult, I can identify it as an obstacle, but my students that I work with and the kids that I work with, they aren't able to think that much in advance and, and be able to name it and claim it. Like they, they, they don't look at the things that are happening to them as, as necessarily obstacles and be able to say, oh, this is an obstacle for me. Um, Mm. As an adult, we kind of start understanding, like, what is an obstacle and how am I going to handle it? And I think when people aren't trained in how to really handle obstacles, it, it can move very easily into the negative piece. But once you do start doing a lot of personal development and you can see the beauty in obstacles, I think life changes. But I think that my kids, sometimes they have a hard time even recognizing that it's an obstacle and that's probably actually a positive thing for them. Um, I find that the kids that struggle with reading, they are actually strengthening their grit because they are working at something that's very hard, right? And they have to, next time they encounter something that's very hard, they're going to be reminded that I worked really hard at that. Therefore I'm going to be able to accomplish this too. Whereas mm, kids just that don't have like the obstacles in learning, right? They don't have those kinds of obstacles, and learning just seems like really easy. As soon as they approach something that they don't understand, they have the lowest tolerance for not understanding it. It's so interesting, um, mm. and sometimes they have less grit to uh, to stay with it. And so I almost think that's such a gift that the kids that I get to work with. That's a gift that they have, and they don't even see it sometimes, right? That's beautiful. Cassie, how about you? Where does that take you?
1: Well, I think you both already know. I'm like, I I don't know. I think that I think it's beautiful. I think that I think you're right. You know, I think that if that that goal setting and that goal smashing is instilled in them when they're young, then it is a lifelong quality, right? I think it's
0: I think it's beautiful. You know, I know that the time I spent working in the behavioral health field with adults and in family services, sometimes it was a whole lot easier to coach the children that I worked with Mm -hmm. around their obstacles at school or in peer relationships or in behavior situations. It was a lot easier to coach them around that obstacle and find a path and find a journey and discover something new and what's on the other side than the adults because the adults would go, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Fear stepped in and shut the adults down. Mess messed up as it was what they were doing. They knew how to do that. Mm-hmm. It was very hard to step past that obstacle, even though it was a, a daily thing for them. They could do that. And to step to the other side into a world they knew nothing about, was so much fear. So you know, know what I
2: think the big time. thing for that is? I think the big thing for that is with, with adults, they have the ability to choose who's going to take them through that obstacle. And they're not always open-minded to be taken through that obstacle yet. And so that stops them, right? Like they, they kind of come into it like, well, I know how I should do it. I just don't do it. Or um, they're, they're not open-minded to some of the solutions that are had. So when they start, when they have the choice and who's going to teach them and they have that trust and that faith and that belief, they're willing to be led through that obstacle Otherwise, their own thoughts do get in the way of them being able to accomplish what it is that they want to accomplish. And sometimes there's a lot of reframing that needs to happen because they take all of their past experiences that have happened and they use that to explain why they can't get through this, right? And, well, because I was bad at this or because I'm I'm not math-minded or I'm not reading-minded or I'm not this or that or, you know, it's not my personality. It's like they have too much information that they use to talk themselves out of it versus being able to see the opportunities inside of it. And that's what I love working with adults with because it's like once they realize when – I help people like start their online tutoring business. And once, once they realize that if I'm consistent in trying to get students, it's inevitable that I'm going to get students. It feels like an obstacle when they first get started, but it's inevitable that they're going to get students if they are consistent and they keep putting forth effort. And if they're not successful, then they need to go and get the guidance from somebody who is successful so they can find out where are those pitfalls. And as long as they're willing and open to do those things, they'll be able to get around that obstacle.
0: I love that. I love that encouragement right there. Somebody needs to hear that today. Kathy, I feel like you were fixing to say something a while ago. What's your thought?
1: No, I was actually thinking, you know, it. It made me think of, and I hope I, I believe me, I'm, I'm saying this from the kindest place in my heart, right? But it, it reminds me of people that break generational stigma, right? Kids that have had generations of poverty and disruption and chaos and all those things. And then they grow up to be self made millionaires or entrepreneurs or, or coaches or whatever it is that they do, right, because they learn from a young age, what not to do. Mm -hmm. Right, so I think that, you know, they take that obstacle from a young age, watching the struggle, not realizing that that is an obstacle and it sets them on a course to choose a different path.
0: I agree with that. <clears throat> so how important do you think it is as parents of young children to define and teach your kids as they're growing up? Obstacles is not necessarily a problem. And how do you frame that for your kids?
2: Looking at options, going. but allowing them to choose.
0: Okay.
2: I think that's the big. i the
0: intro. Okay.
2: Kathy, how about you? How do you
0: how do you sit with out of school with your children and teach them? It's just a thing, like what noise in your song. We can get around it.
1: You have to. Right. You have to be resourceful. You have to be. You have to show them that yes, you can get around it, but there are more steps involved than you originally anticipated. Which is fine. But there has to be some adjustment, right? If you are going around the same route and you get detoured for some reason, you still get to the same end point. You just got to take a different route to get there. So teaching them and showing them that failing forward is a thing, right? And it is, it is good as long as you learn from that wrong turn or that detour and then you take that lesson with you to your
2: end goal.
0: Mm. I like that.
2: Yeah. When I when I do with my when I was raising my kiddos, <laughs> I was part of. I did a program uh, with one of the schools that I worked at. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but one of the suggestions that they they had was give them three options. Two options are viable. They are things that could be done to help solve. And the last one is, like, a total dead, like, giveaway, it's totally something that we can never want to do in a million years. So that you give them, like, three different options for them to choose from, and then they choose, and they make their decision from that. And I know a lot of times, like, even when my kids fought, right, that's that's kind of an obstacle in their way, right? They they want to cry to mom and dad that, you know, something just happened, and, you know, when you find out what, what the problem is, like, oh, well, she, she, she said this mean thing to me, okay, well... I would look at them and say, okay, so you broke something right now. You broke her heart. How are you going to fix it? And walking them through that with, you know, three different options, right? And um, one could be that you're going to go to the store and you're going to buy her 5,000 flowers. That would be our, like, like, no, I'm not going to do that, (laughs) right? (laughs) Or, you know, you could give her a hug or you could say, I'm sorry that I said that that wasn't very nice which one would you like to choose right now and if they're not emotionally in a state where they can choose they're like that's okay I want you to think about it take as much time as you need and here's a safe spot for you to think that over
0: mm-hmm. I like that Yeah, I love that I, I love cool approaches to see you know I mean I think nothing that's where the conversation starts right how do we how we combat all the things going on out there is mm-hmm. just like this, having these conversations and understanding what obstacle means because there, there are so many. The world would lead you to believe that we are nothing but filled with obstacles right now. Right? Everything is an obstacle. Everything is just out of control, right?
2: But it's <laughs> not.
0: <laughs> it's really not if you step back out of all the noise. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and look at now, how do I manage this part? How do I get around this part? How do I, how do I walk through this? And there's so many people around the world that are holding space open to walk through that with you, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right? So many people worldwide. I think it's the most beautiful thing to see. I've seen so much connection in the last couple of years. Right? We've had all this conversation about all the separation and, and, and the seclusion, and that's true. That surface part is true. But I have seen the world come together Right? Mm-hmm. And, and a doula in Israel going, if you just need to talk about your birth process, I'm here. I know I'm in Israel and you're in Wyoming. Well, it doesn't mean we can't talk. Right. Right? And I can't help you coming through it. Most beautiful thing to see. Just like you reaching out to teachers, all of a sudden, have been put in this world where online education is real. Mm-hmm. Right? It was a thing for a couple of parents along the way, right? But now it's a right. not the thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And to, to make that transition, to make that shift, was probably really difficult for more teachers and more people than we think. It was difficult for a lot of parents, right? A lot mm-hmm. of parents were like, whoa, I haven't done this since kindergarten, I'm not even sure how anymore, right? And so <laughs> we've been presented with so many obstacles. I mean, i heard so many parents go, I don't even know who these little people are that live in my house, and how sad, right? <clears throat> yeah. So there's been so many obstacles, but we persevered in the most beautiful way. And uh, so thank you for all you share. Could keep having this conversation indefinitely, but we are regretfully at a place where we're going to have to get ready to wind down with respect to you as our guest um, and with respect to our audience. Can you? Um, I'm going to start by saying thank you so much, Joanne, for what you do, for the people that you touch, for the hero that you are, and for coming today and being willing to just talk to us about transparently about obstacles and what they are about you. Thank you so very much. Um, I'm honored. I love the conversations. I could keep doing them all the time. So, thank you for your time today. Kathy, how would you like to leave our audience today with obstacles as you bounce off and on and off and on and off and on in technology? <laughs>
1: I don't even know why. It <laughs> does not want me to have this conversation, but it's just like, goodbye, and then it hangs up on me.
0: <laughs> oh. I've heard it hang on to me like six times.
1: I know. I was just like, okay, fine. So. <laughs> So, Kelsey,
0: Kelsey, how would you like to leave us with the obstacle today?
1: I would like to, as usual, leave with a challenge, right? Because that's all that an obstacle is—it's challenge. It is a challenge for your head and your heart, and it, it's challenge. That's all it is. So, if there is something standing in your way in a certain situation. I want you to adjust the way you look at it from, oh, it's blocking
0: me, to, oh, I can get around it. I just have to figure out how. Mm, Beautiful challenge. I love them. I always feel people take their challenges to heart and really own that. You know, for the day, I appreciate it always. all they have good ones. Joanne, we would be honored if you would take the stage for us and close out our show. Give us the last 90 seconds. How would you like to leave our audience today with obstacles?
2: I would say try to take a a bird's eye view at the situation, you know, kind of like remove yourself from the situation and look down on it. Instead of trying to look, you know, in the front of you or around it. um, Try to take yourself out of the entire situation and look down and see what are the opportunities for you to be able to get over that obstacle because everything is an opportunity to be able to come out on the other side. The resources and the tools are always there. You just need to find what they are and how you're going to get through them. Sometimes it's through your own brain. Sometimes it's through, you know, eliciting the help of others um, and not just relying on yourself. Whatever that is, be open to it so that you can get through it.